Hello, Ugo. Hello, Fabrizia. How are you today? I'm good. Great to see you again for another episode of our podcast. Closing the gap. We're closing the gap. Slow. Actually, we're, yeah, slowly. Slowly closing the gap. <laughs> we're actually finding tons of more gaps. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, we, we do an episode and this episode spurs uh, a number of tangents and things. Oh, we should talk about this in the next episode and so on. Uh, I think we will have infinite material to, to yes. go on with this for, for years. It's, um, what was that thing? There's a law of physics whereby, I can't remember what it was, what it's about, you know, you, you measure, you go, you can never reach a place because if in a certain time you go up to half, oh, yeah, yeah. Up half the distance and then half the distance and half the distance is always going to be half the distance it's, and uh, you will never actually reach. There's always be a gap. I think that's what we're doing. <laughs> it was a, a Greek philosopher uh, yeah. who was making this, uh, uh, metaf metaphor, you call it a metaphor or a, of uh, Achilles and the turtle. That's and it. Says that the turtle starts ahead, but it's very slow. So Achilles will eventually catch up. There's a paradox here, because before Achilles uh, reaches the tur needs to reach the turtle, it needs to go halfway through that distance. And meanwhile, the turtle has gone a little bit more. And then Achilles needs to go halfway the, the new distance between him and the turtle and that uh, space that yeah. Achilles has to uh, to run every time keeps getting smaller, but it will never get down to zero. Yeah, I think yeah. this was uh, in, I don't know exactly when the, this guy Zenon came with with this. It was uh, uh, maybe 200 years BCE, and then it took about 1800 years before mathematicians came out with calculus and a solution <laughs> to this paradox. <laughs> yeah, I find it fascinating. So, but it's absolutely true. We are actually closing gaps and opening up new gaps all the time. <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, today is quite a nice podcast. It's about you tell it, you tell it. Okay, so we wanted to talk about personal projects. Uh, the idea was that we, we talked about this, uh, we, we quoted uh, David Bowie saying, never play to the gallery. Um, the fact that you uh, you need to work, never work for other people in what you do. And remember that the reason you initially started working was that there was something inside yourself that you felt that you could manifest in some way. So, yes. uh, work work around, do what you love, essentially. And f when people have, uh, uh, maybe they have photography as a job and they need to work for clients. So they need to do what the clients love. <laughs> so this sometimes can be limiting a little bit or people have uh, other jobs and they want to take on photography as a hobby or as a side gig. So what's, what's the best way to to create work that will resonate with people is not to play to the gallery, but to create something that is personal, that is for yourself, right? Yes. And it's really important because those are the things that you do that allow you to experiment and to play around with ideas and, you know, just to 
brainstorm within yourself <laughs> and just, just just experiment and and that's how you create new things otherwise you're doing the same thing over and over again you're not growing yeah i'm i'm kind of lucky um, from this point of view because i'm uh, i mean everything i do every photography that i do is typically for a personal project i mean i don't do commercial photography that's that's kind of my advantage i do photography when i travel typically because i love traveling i love seeing places i love photographing them and then i might use those photos to support my organization of a workshop like uh, i'm going again to scotland this year to do a scouting trip because i want to do a workshop there in 2020 right so going there I'm not going to Scotland because somebody told me you have to go to Scotland and take photos for me that you will use to illustrate a magazine. I said, oh, where could I go a place that I would really love photographing and seeing? And then I could make something that I could sell out, sell out of it. So I said, oh, I would love to go back to Scotland. And that's what I'm doing. It's my personal project and pretty much everything I do when I do travel photography is, is something personal. I'm going to Japan in November for uh, for a trip with my wife and it's also going to be a photography trip. My personal project there will be taking the best possible photos of Japan and document its culture and whatever. So I'm a little bit sorry for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she knows. <laughs> she knows. She's fine with it. And she knows that I will do a lot of research and find the best, most beautiful places to see whether you have a camera in your hand or not. So she's, she's going to be happy, I hope. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really lucky with, uh, with this, but I realize that uh, not everybody has the same luxury of being able to, to, really, to really do what you love without having uh, a client uh, give you uh, a brief to shoot or something how does it work for you you have more uh, you, you know you do more commercial work maybe but portraits and so on yeah well you know doing portraits and 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 um you work for clients of course you i do it my way but you're always thinking about what your client wants and so you are careful to you know do Make sure that you get the, the the shots that they're they're going to be happy with, and yeah, I think in, on every shoot I try to experiment and push them to do something different. Maybe at the end we take a little time and I say, "Oh, I have this idea, you know, let's do it," and they usually like it. So that's something that I try to weave into all of my all of my jobs. But personal projects are about you know total totally different things you know I like uh, street photography I like urban photography I like a lot of um, photographing like local um, local things like um, um, some some holiday celebrations the carnival for instance in Venice that you know the equivalent that we have over there in Austria or when the cows come home we actually have a thing when the cows come home and they put flowers on them and they come down the mountains and it's really everybody's wearing their costumes and to me those are things that I love people so of course nobody's paying me to do that kind of thing but actually that photographing that kind of thing and here is where it ties in with 
what we were talking about last time about going to the next level, how to be visible, how to get people to know you locally, especially. I started photographing these things locally, then I would contact my account, the local council or the local magazine and things like that and um, and allow them to you know put a link to these photos for whoever wanted to see them or download them especially at the beginning it was something I was just give away and um, but and so you know the whole area all the villages around me in a very short time that and working with the school doing some personal projects with the local school when my daughter was going to that kind of put my name on the map within a few months everybody knew a photographer was <laughs> I was doing that and what I was doing and that you know made me um, visible and you know kind of famous you know, <laughs> around the area you don't always have to work for free you don't always have to give away the images but um, I like to to do that with the people with the local people every now and then when there's something interesting because then they also give me permission to go and shoot things that you don't normally don't have permission to shoot you know different places behind the scenes or some areas that are close to the public or not the public can only go there and I can go in and out and everywhere because I have you know this relationship with whoever it is that's organizing it so I like to photograph uh, music events. I went to photograph the biggest prog rock festival last uh, September in Italy, and I'll go again this year. And it's not because they paid me, but because I just wanted to do my own project on it. Um, and so that was, you know, and that's fantastic because I don't have to go there and take photos of the artists on stage as they sing. I don't care about that. There's a stream of photographers in front of the stage doing that. I can go and shoot something else, you know, something that is more hidden away and something that is more meaningful to me. The story behind Like behind the scenes. Uh... Yeah, all of that. So uh, that allows you to do different things and to do the things that you really love because you don't do it for anybody but yourself and you're doing nobody's paying you and you don't owe anyone anything is my thing <laughs> so but the fact that uh you do it for yourself you do because you love that that thing doesn't mean that you have to keep it to yourself right you don't no, absolutely and actually it gives you a lot of visibility because now they're making a book because this for this festival was the 10th year that they were doing it and it's the second biggest prog rock festival in Europe so it's really important people come from all over the place I met amazing people amazing musicians and stuff so huge connections and uh, they're going to make a book and because it was the 10th year so they're going to be using some of these photos and it, it's so it, It's big visibility as well. I did a project on the refugees two years ago because it was something I was passionate about and I wanted to have my own spin on it and not take the usual photos that everybody else was taking. I wanted to do something very different. And so I went and worked with a charity that was working with them. And that was, first of all, an amazing time of you know like deep human stuff <laughs> connection and and understanding stories and things and doing really really you know you feel like you're really doing something good 
And at the same time, then, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people are talking, were talking about it. I helped that charity with images that they needed. And it's also, you know, it, again, big visibility and it kind of, um, just the things that make you feel wonderful doing them and then really help people at the end of it. Social projects, I think, are one of the best ways to, if you find something that you really care about, social projects are a way when we can really help with photography. And uh, we don't think about that, maybe. Are your ideas for personal projects something that just uh, spontaneously comes to you? Or do you spend some time thinking about what you might possibly do and so on? I'm asking because I have a ton of ideas for potential projects. Uh, the, the last one would be to uh, photograph artists in their studios, uh, which is one of the hundreds of projects that I thought about and I memorized or made a little note about I would like to do this and never get down to actually do it. <laughs> so what's your process there, if you have any? I have a lot of ideas as well. You know, I see something, I think of something, I go like, oh, it'd be great to do this, be great to do that. Then some things are easier to do and some things are more difficult to do because unless you're surrounded by artists who live within 50 kilometers of your house, you know, it's difficult to go and photograph people in their own homes because it takes time, money, effort, and all that. So those are bigger projects that are not necessarily doable um oh yes they are doable but they need more planning and funding and all that so it's uh and some of the things can be very simple you know like uh, you know photographing a series of things that you just want to make a series of things of for instance i have a tree um right in front of my house which is in the middle of a field it's a cherry tree and it has a very specific shape and it's right there, and it feels like that when we're seeing it every morning, that's in Austria when I look out the window. And this tree changes completely, you know, through the seasons and through because it absolutely gets bare in winter, and then there's snow on it, and then there's leaves and it's green, and then some of there's cherries, and then it's really bushy, and then it goes yellow and gold and red. And I have like probably a hundred photos of this tree that I never published, but it's my own project. It's like it's the tree. And this tree changes all the time and I love it you know it's the picture of a tree taken from my balcony zero effort with a long lens I just have you know this square picture of the tree in all kinds of light morning night evening sunset summer winter all of that it's just a tree it's nothing you know but eventually if I put them all together and printed them in some kind of artistic way I could even have an exhibition on this tree because I have so many and some of them are so beautiful and also through the years it changed a bit it's grown you know so you can see the difference in you know I would have to fish them all out put it together create the project out but I have the building blocks of it uh, it's just you know that was the easiest it won't be the easiest thing to put together to as a project to put out there but it's been the easiest to shoot, obviously, because it's absolutely no effort whatsoever. So it's just the idea that matters sometimes. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be expensive. I'd like to see a little 
time-lapse video of those photos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, actually, most of them are at home, so I won't be home until April. Mm. But if you remind me then, I'll, I'll fish them yeah, out because sure. I, I tag them three every time <laughs> so I can fish them out of Lightroom. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually nice. I hadn't thought about that before. Maybe it's time I do something with it. There you go. Uh, how do you deal with that nagging voice in your head, your critic that says, okay, this, this project is not good enough. I'm just going to throw it away and start over. If, th if that ever happens to you, you might be healed. It does happen. It does happen. And especially, and, and that's the, the danger of um, when you shoot something, when you do a project, when you work on a project, the moment you are doing it, do it, finish it, and throw it out there. Because I have a, I am guilty of this. Uh, one of the projects that I did, for instance, about the refugees, I didn't publish part of it, the main part of it, actually. Um, so I did their portraits and things. But um, my idea, and I'll tell you quickly, was that I was fed up with seeing these refugees as uh, poor and people who came and, you know, wanted to take our benefits and our homes and our jobs and things because they were all, you know, criminals and stuff. And I know people have different ideas about that, but this was the time when they had blocked the Austrian border. These people were out in the snow between Greece and, you know, when they came up from there and it was like a huge mess at the time. And there was this, everybody's okay about seeing a picture of, you know, women and babies, you know, suffering and all that. And, you know, their heart is broken. But the men, nobody wants the men, right? But these guys, they're not criminals. I mean, one is a doctor or a chef or a student or an engineer. These people had, they came out of Syria or Afghanistan. And so to me, I wanted them to look like the potential that they had. So we did a fashion shoot using these men, these guys as models. And to show that they were just like us. They are exactly like us. Actually, some of them are really good looking. So <laughs> it was, but they had been through awful stories, the, the awful stories they told. And that was the first time that they felt I had a stylist, I had someone to help. And so we gathered like clothes for them. We dressed them, we took them out and they were all helping. <laughs> I had a thousand assistants that day. We shot 16 and it was incredible. It was the first time that everybody took care of them, looked at them as men worthy of anything. And they were, you know, some were crying for that. It was it was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. But anyway, the long story short is that I didn't publish it right away because it was very controversial. And I waited. And most of this has not been published. And now it's two years later. And uh, I look back and I think if I did it now, I'd do it completely different. Now it's not as good as, you know, as I am a better photographer, obviously. <laughs> and so if you don't publish it immediately, it's really hard to publish it later because you don't feel it's good enough, you know, because you've grown in the meantime. So even if, and now it's, even if I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking I, I will have to now that I've talked about it, throw it out there, whichever way it is, because it is meaningful uh, for me and it is important. But 
I know that I'll cringe and say, oh, I know it will be criticized because it's not good enough, you know, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the, the, the trick is do it, finish it, publish it. Because if you wait, it will not see the light of day until you, you know, pull yourself by the hair like I'm doing now. I'll probably do it. <laughs> Great. Hold me to it. <laughs> Great story. We, we, we want to see it. We'll put a link to that project in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that may also be in April because I, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have it here. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. might be some time. One of the future episodes. Yeah, but I, I, I may. I'll look for it. Yeah. yeah no, anyway. Yeah. Uh, one of the most successful, if I may say so, personal projects I did was when I started uh, with the plan of taking a photo, actually of publishing at least one photo of a stranger uh, every day. Somebody that I would find on the street and ask to take the portrait and ask to and, and publish their photo. Uh, I didn't always take a photo every day, but I was determined to publish a photo every day. So sometimes I would go out and I would manage to take three photos of people and then with, because maybe that day after I would yeah. could not go out or something. But anyway, it was I went on for about more than 150 portraits. I think I started publishing them on Flickr. So I had mm -hmm. 150 photos on Flickr for this uh, with this album of, of strangers. And it was a great experience because I mean, I was really uh, kind of introvert and always thought it would be impossible for me to f find somebody on the street, a complete stranger and ask, can I take your photo and it would be perceived as, a, as somebody, a creep or something really weird. And what, what would they think of me? And what, but I just pushed ahead and went through it. And in the end, I would just, I stopped doing it just because it had come so natural for me. It would no, I had nothing more to, to learn. I learned to overcome my shyness, my fear. And it was, uh, so that, that was a great, uh, a great project for me, a great exercise. Now I can just, uh, find that courage inside of me anywhere I go and, and photograph anyone and just just asking just by asking. So that's, uh, that's uh, something that I always uh, recommend when people uh, want to do street photography or want to, to take photos of people which are important part of travel photography. Yeah. And oh, I'm, I'm shy. I, I don't know how to, to ask. I don't know. Should I ask people? What do they think of me? Would they say no? And I say yes, they might say no. And then what do you think will happen? Nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. So yeah, that's um, that's a good project for everyone. I think who wants to to become more comfortable at photographing people. And I, I wasn't shy about publishing it. I mean, I knew that I would, if I had done it for myself only, I would probably stopped after a week. Mm. But announcing it publicly and saying I'm going to do this and I'm going to publish it every day, it was just committed to it. I was held to it. I was uh, responsible in front of the people I told I would be doing it. And so yeah. I just kept doing it. It's like me now. Now I have to publish the thing and I have to send you the book. You know, I have to <laughs> all these things I said, now I have to do that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it's true. Once we talk about things, then we, you know, we, we are committed to it. And then it's easier. It's not easier, but then we have to do it. We have to push ourselves to do it. And personal projects are great for that because you can push yourself to do stuff that you wouldn't do otherwise or that you don't feel you're ready to do otherwise. And because it's for you, um, you can 
you know, risk a little bit more and push yourself a little bit more and do things that you may not be sure. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, nobody dies. <laughs> when you put that out, there's always the possibility that somebody will be critical of it. Right. Yes. Or send you criticism of your work. Uh, even if oh yeah you oh yeah no, but no, it's not the possibility it's a certainty <laughs> <laughs> it's a certainty and and i tell you there's this funny thing that happened to me somebody signed up for one of my courses and i teach business to photographers and the reason she she told me that she said she signed up for my course because she went to look at my website and she thought if someone who does such crappy photos can actually make a living <laughs> she must be doing something right on the business side <laughs> and that's her motivation for joining my course and I thought okay brilliant you know you can't be everybody's cup of tea <laughs> but I loved her candor and um, the way she came up with it was just great so yeah there will be people criticize your work and that's all right you know I criticize other people's work and that's all right I don't like everybody's work do we? Do we like everybody? No, we don't. So that's okay. That is okay. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Your opinion of it doesn't diminish the value of what I do or the effort I put into it and all of that. Yeah, I feel like we should do an episode about how to deal with critics. <laughs> yes, yes. One, one on perfectionism and one on how to deal with critics. Yeah. Every podcast spawns a whole series of other podcasts yeah and of course we also want to hear from people i'd like to hear from uh listeners not viewers um you know what what are the projects that they did that they had to push themselves a bit out of their comfort zone to do and what was the result at the end of it what did they feel like you know, what did they, what, what happened? It's nice to hear the stories. Yeah, if I may add one more thing is that uh, I think even if it's a personal project and, and it's okay to be relaxed when you're doing it, uh, but I don't think it's okay to be sloppy. I mean, uh, you should always put all of your heart in it and try to create the best possible photos, uh, at least within the confines of, of that specific project. Right. I mean, uh, if you oh, yeah. if... not being a perfectionist doesn't mean being sloppy. Yeah. You're doing your best work and you just put it out there. You don't keep, you know, thinking it's never good enough because it will never be perfect. You know, we need to, you know, deal with that. Perfectionism is really insecurity and it's an excuse not to put your work out there. That's basically what it is. Good. So I'll uh, reiterate your uh, suggestions that listeners here leave us a, a comment. Uh, I can use the little button that is beneath this episode at closingthegap.live. Just record your voice, send your, uh, your questions, maybe tell us what personal projects you did in the past or maybe what personal projects this episode has uh, inspired you to do starting tomorrow. Yes. And, then, and then start doing it. <laughs> yeah, and link the ones you've done if you publish them or publish the ones you've done and send us a link. 
And if you're just starting, tell us about it and keep us posted and we'll follow it. Good. Be nice. So Good. we'll be back with another episode next week. Uh, it's been yeah. great talking to you again. And uh, all fun. the best. Let's get out, take some photos. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Happy trips. See you. <laughs>